Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Well, hello, Stevie. Dare I ask how you are? I am. I couldn't be more marvelous <laughs> than I am right now. Uh-huh. Truly, truly feeling great. You have the COVID. I do, but oh. I still feel wonderful about it. Okay, well, dear listeners, we will let you know how he does and if he, when he mar- miraculously recovers. In 10 days time. Hopefully before Christmas. No, it will not happen. Oh Christmas. no! Should we? Are you not going to see people for Christmas? No. <gasps> oh, okay. I hadn't even thought of that. Well, it's, I know you hate I, Christmas I, anyway. I'll be fine. Yeah. I have a Christmas tree behind me right now. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, I know, but you know, you're what? You hate Christmas? No, I love Christmas. Yeah, exactly. You do not. I, That's not even your tree. Well, it's a tree that I put on. Didn't have to plug it in. <laughs> okay, fine. I could have, I could have left it off in the dark. <sighs> yeah, I am perfectly fine with Christmas. Maybe not all the shopping and everything, but I'll be spending this Christmas uh, watching Christmas movies by myself. Yeah. Well, I love that. Um, I have yet to show my wife a ton of Christmas movies, so perhaps we can watch party with you. Let's watch party some Christmas movies. It sounds fantastic. Yes. It's a shame there's not like a Trek Christmas movie. That would be good. Is that true? I don't believe there is. I could be wrong. Yeah, probably not. Probably there's no Trek Christmas. That wouldn't even make sense. They don't celebrate Christmas in Star Trek. (sighs) But we celebrate Star Trek on set phasers. And today's uh, episode star date is 1451218.3 and we're discussing star trek discovery season four episode five the examples mm-hmm. the examples uh uh but before we get into that uh we just want to we have to remind everyone about the patreon patreon yes we do we have a patreon if you want to uh subscribe to our patreon you can do so at setphasers.com oh and that's not right at uh, patreon.com forward slash set phasers where you can watch Aki dancing in the intro. You can join us for, well, the previously were Netflix watch parties. They might be on a different platform now. You will get early access to the audio episodes and you'll get to watch the live streamed episodes as we do them like we're doing right now. Oh my goodness, that's so exciting. That's uh, patreon.com forward slash set phasers. And Aki, did you know our website is up and running? You mean this, the website that is setphaserspod.com? Yes, setphaserspodcast.com. You can Podcast. leave us a voice note if you want us to play oh. it out on the show. You can also buy some merchandise. Currently, we have a beautiful Set Phasers mug with our mugs on it for sale at the uh, very affordable price of $11 plus tax and shipping. That's setphaserspodcast.com. $11? Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty solid. It is. That's a pretty solid mm-hmm. deal right there. Yep. 
one of my family members is going to get one for Christmas because uh, I had to do a test order. So some lucky family member is going to get one. That's a bit weird. Here's a mug with my face on it. Happy Christmas. It doesn't see you. Hey, you know how I feel about mugs with my face on it. I do. I'm, I'm, I uh, love that for everyone else, but I cannot be, pri- I can't be party to it. Mm. Uh, I can't drink out of my own face. Fair. Uh, no, and I don't think anyone should have to. Uh, well, we should probably get into this episode. This is a crazy episode. Uh, I feel like it is the beginning of a new arc, but uh, let's run it down. Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. <laughs> Can you run it down for me? A normal day on this, but there's people like uh, let's let's get away from discovery for a second. I forgot that there's this cold open that happens where these other ships are watching the anomaly, and it does some kind of weird power buildup, and then uh, as they're watching it, it completely disappears. Mm -hmm. And Stamets is watching it on his his uh, instruments on Discovery, and Jet Reno is there, and they're like, whoa, where did it go? This five light years across anomaly just disappeared out of nowhere. Four seconds later, it reappears a thousand light years away. So now they're realizing that this anomaly, this uh, the DMA, the dark matter anomaly, may not be just uh, uh, well, a primordial black hole or a primordial wormhole or some kind of weird natural thing that they need to be worried about. It seems like the, the chances of this happening, of this thing disappearing and showing up again, uh, are so limited, so small, that it's much more likely that this has been engineered, created, and being is, is being controlled, uh, which leads us to the concern for today's episode, which is how do we figure out if it's being controlled, how it's being controlled, and what that will mean. Uh, so... Uh, the there's also the idea that the anomaly is moving towards uh, this small settlement that used to be in chain territory. And it may this is a weird thing. It may hit it, but it may not hit it. But they need to get there and evacuate everyone before it possibly could hit. And they won't know until it actually gets there if it's going to hit. But anyway, Discovery is tasked with those two jobs. One, go to this former Emerald Chain place, which is called like Cadvac or something. I forget. I wrote it down and I'll probably see it later. Uh, and evacuate these people before the anomaly comes and eats their solar system. And two, try to figure out if this thing is artificial. How was it made? How does it work? Who made it? Who controlled it? Apparently, the Federation has some possible contenders uh, who they think uh, their technological advancement might be high enough. But they're basically sending on this cat, Ruan Tarka. Tarka, yes. Tarka to work with uh, Paul Stamets. Uh, I would say it's pretty evident when Stamets hears just the name Tarka that he already dislikes him. Apparently, Tarka is the one working on the second generation spore drive and has never reached out to Stamets directly. And so uh, there's a little anger there. Heckles uh, go up. The hackles go way, way, way up. In fact, I think Stamets uh, tries to express that he thinks he has all the people he needs to keep working on it. And then Admiral Vance is like, uh, this is the guy we're going to use. He's one of the smartest people in the 
in our Federation. I mean, is he Federation or is he just like a... Because he's also working with Aurelia. Aurelia, who was who was the chain scientist, right? Yes. So I don't know. Anyway. I don't recall. So this guy's going to come on board. He's going to work with Stamets on trying to figure out what's going on with the DMA. Discovery's going to fly over to this planet and try to save somebody. Uh, it's Radbeck 5. There you go. See, I wrote it down in my notes. Uh, Book also wants to help save the people of Radvik 5 because he's kind of chomping at the bit. He's got this cabin fever because now he knows that this might be something artificial. It means someone deliberately destroyed his planet for better, for lack of a better understanding of it. And so now he's like, can I help with this evacuation process? So they get to this planet, uh, Radvik 5. They talk to the local sovereign magistrate. Even though these people are not Federation, they're going to help these people out because they're out of ships and there's like 1200 people still on there and they got four hours to get everyone up there and the transport only gets 40 people in a go and so it's going to take a little time to get it all done uh commander reese wants to lead the evacuation and there is this one section of the planet towards the northern poles that has six people everyone everyone else is evacuating to the evacuation centers but there's six people who are not moving at all and they find out from the local magistrate that these people are called the examples. This is an old emerald chain tradition of taking uh, a handful of lawbreakers, whatever law they have broken, and performatively, essentially, incarcerating them so that they can serve as an example for what would happen if you break the law. And the magistrate is uh, fairly callous as to uh, getting them out. He says the people that used to run the system have probably already gone. Also, they're criminals, so there's no reason for uh, the Federation to work on getting them out. Plus, they have law-abiding citizens they want to get off the planet. So, Michael makes the executive decision. Reese is going to go down and evacuate the civilians and all the regular people. And she and Book are going to go stage a jailbreak in order to get these examples out of uh, uh, example prison. Uh, Stamets, uh, Stamets meets Tarka. Ooh, Tarka's like, he comes onto the bridge and he's like a real, he's like all dressed in black. And he's all, hey, boom, boom, boom. I'm the coolest. Your ship is old and Saru's feet are weird. And I'm cool, cool. He's like a, he thinks he's like a, he's like, seems like a celebrity chef to me. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? He's like, I'm like, he would come there on like a fucking motorcycle. He's arrogant as hell. Yeah. He has that. Paul Hollywood type vibe. I feel like Paul Hollywood is, is seems less ridiculous than this. Gordon Ramsay. Is that who you think of? Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I'll give it that. Yes, absolutely. This is to me is just got this like, uh, I'm a chef. I'm a scientist, but I'm from the planet Riza, and like Riza sucks, and I'm super smart, and but I'm smart and cool and in touch with my base animal instincts or whatever. Anyway, he's talking to Saru and Stamets, and what he wants to do is he's got a mock-up of the controlling mechanism, which is that little red thing in the center of the DMA. He wants to try and build a much, 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 much smaller miniature version of that to see how it works, which would include making a small wormhole, like the whole thing, what they could do that in a containment field. And so they're thinking about doing that. That sounds like it could be super duper fun. 
uh, Michael and Book try to break out the prisoners. They, um, <sighs> there are mines that are beetles. What can I say? They're like huge beetles that explode. With like souls in them. And they also throw hot circular saws. Yeah. The chain is a weird, they're just a weird group of people. Yeah. Uh, so they're working on that. Meanwhile, Dr. Colber actually has a brief, uh, session with dr colwich Col- 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 yeah uh, glasses otherwise <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah glasses uh basically expressing how he feels like he's maybe lying to his patients about like giving them hope because it feels like maybe there's not much hope to be had now that they know this thing is artificial and kovich basically points out that uh Culber may have some sort of savior complex he's also working himself to the bone he's not getting any rest He's becomes obsessed with his work and then he needs to take some downtime and find a reason to live and get over the fact that he died and came back. And, uh, you know, it's the doctor getting advice from another doctor about what they need to move forward. Mm. Uh, Michael and Book are able to release the prisoners, but the prisoners, once they're like out of their like containment fields, are like, all right, we're going to book it. Now, there's no ships left. There's nothing left. But the prisoners make this stand where they're like, we're not going to go to wherever to like be a part of this evacuation and then have to come back and be prisoners again so unless she michael can find some way to keep them from uh suffering this further incarceration because most of them like one of them like stole a car basically another one stole food for their family but they've been in prison they're in prison indefinitely as the examples so it doesn't matter what you did. You wind up in prison forever. Michael is able to offer them asylum under the Federation. Uh, pending a review of their crimes, they would be considered free because they've been held unjustly. And uh, everyone agrees to that except for the one sort of ringleader whose name is Felix, who uh, says that he actually needs to pay for his crimes because he says he killed a person. They attempt to leave the jail. The doors locked down. And they use the explosive beetles to blow the doors up. It's a total romp ride. What can I say? Uh, meanwhile, they're able to make the miniature DMA thing, the MDMA. <laughs> and uh, they don't have quite the power reserves that they need. Uh, and so they have to convince. Saru is basically very sketchy about doing this. But Stamets uh, and uh, being egged on by uh, Tarka is sort of saying they if they can give them more power, they can learn more about this. This is critical to save billions of lives in the galaxy. Uh, Saru agrees to it, but with like a stopgap measure where he can turn the power off if he needs to, and they have to pull extra energy from the deflector array, which Jet Reno has to do, so Jet's in on this. Uh, and uh, they manage to get like much more information out of it, but they also need to... like. They keep pumping more power into it until the containment field basically gets down to like 15, 10%. Um, Saru has to override and turn the power off. And uh, Stamets and Tarka basically nearly blew the ship apart, nearly ripped it apart to get this information. But they got some cool information. Uh, Michael gets all the prisoners outside of the like weird field that won't allow them to transport out. They've only got minutes left. Everyone beams up except Felix. Felix refuses even to leave now. He says he's going to stay on the planet when it gets destroyed or not because he chooses to want to 
uh, you know, pay for his crimes. Uh, it's kind of a weird stand to make, but I guess it was cute. And uh, Book is pretty upset that Michael's not forcing this guy to uh, to basically to be rescued. Uh, but Michael sort of sees that this guy has his own self-determination agency. So they take off. Book storms out in a huff. Uh, turns out the anomaly is going to destroy the planet. Uh, the guy tells a story of how he killed that person uh, uh, sort of uh, unintentionally uh, and and uh, killed the father who had a daughter and also stole these balls that are called Lalogi orbs, which all the people on that planet use to they like keep your family tree in an electronic sense. So he feels he's always felt bad that he's had this Lalogi orb because it is the history of this person's family, uh, the Doxica family. And so uh, he tells that and then he dies on the planet. The magistrate storms onto the bridge, demanding that the prisoners go into the ship's brig. Michael basically says his colony is gone. He's no longer the sovereign, anything of anything. They're all there under Federation law. And he, wherever he goes, he's going to end up a refugee. And he should hope to have uh, people be kind and generous with him. Uh, Stamus and Culver get ready for bed. They basically both admit that they're working too hard and that they, you know, it's life is tough. They figured out all these things, but it's difficult to get just their personal lives together. Uh Michael uses Zora, which is the computer's name now, to find Patri Doxica. She also learns that Zora has recently learned how to start feeling emotions. <clears throat> but uh, she gives the ball to Patri. And there's a whole sweet moment where Patri's like, I thought this was lost. And I thank you so much for returning my history to me. And Michael's like, I'm just keeping a promise to a friend. Uh, and meanwhile, at the very end, book is sitting at the bar drinking, being all broody, a broody book. And Tarka shows up being all loud, Tarka-ish, and offers him some Ryzen whiskey. Uh, they commiserate in their sort of unfriendly but friendly uh, in their their feelings of like being close to success today, but not close enough and such that it sticks in their craw. And Tarka is pleased with Book's anger. It feels to me like maybe Tarka is hoping to use that against Book in the near future. But that is the end. Season 4, Episode 5, Star Trek Discovery. The examples. The examples. The examples. I can't do that. I really wish I could. I thought, now let's chat about that. Let's chat. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yes, let's do. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do. Let's do. What did you want to chat about? Well, there's so many things. Uh, I guess first and foremost, we now know that this anomaly is not natural. Yes. And like who? Being... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's it. Who's 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 doing it? Who could do it? It's huge. My original thought was that it was some kind of emerald chain. Mm. Uh, just because I felt like they'd be mad. But now that doesn't make sense. It seems like it's too advanced for Emerald Chain. I did note that Vance mentions that they haven't heard from the Q Continuum in 600 years early on in the episode, which is oh. interesting. But he thinks maybe that's not them. This is not their kind of style. Was that just a red herring, do we think? 
I think maybe it's a. I think maybe it's like a little Easter egg for the next season of Picard. I'm willing to bet there's some sort of crossover. We do think actually, uh-huh. Alex Kurtzman. I don't know why, but there's chatter about there being crossover somewhere. Wow. I don't know how yeah. it would be how they would cross over with 930 years into the future, but I don't know. I think we're supposed to. We make when they do like into exposition like that. I feel like are we supposed to make note? something happened to the Q continuum that we should then be aware of when we watch Picard possibly yes next year that's that's true it's a fair point but yes uh yeah I don't know I'm very I'm very confused as to who and then at the end Tarka intimates that he might he has some idea of who might mm. who it might be but who maybe it's someone who? we're not even familiar with yet I guess it could be I mean that's the where it that could be where it's going, you know. We've have we se- well, I suppose we have seen. No, we were introduced to the Emerald Chain, and there was you know like it dragged out to how sinister they were, but we never really met them. Right, we met the uh, the main chain lady, uh, whose name I can't remember. It wasn't it or no, she was Orion. Yeah, I forget. Dang. Anyway, uh, you could Google it. Met her. You could Google it. You want to Google it? Yeah. All right. You can Google that. Osira. 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 It's like Osiris, but Ra. Ra. Indeed. Okay. So anyway, Osira dead. So that's not the issue. Osira died. Not coming back. I forget. I thought she did. I thought she just, or maybe she went to jail. Yeah, I thought she went to jail. She just got incarcerated. Should we watch that? Things got really weird at the end. People got sucked out of windows. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so we don't know who's in charge of who's making this anomaly anomalized, but I think we could start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Trail. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just spiraling there. Uh, what's the deal with Ruan Tarka? Do we hate him or do we hate him? I hate him. I don't like him. Yeah. Book hates him. That little exchange with Book was interesting. You think they hate each other? Because I think they're actually kind of angry dudes getting along. I don't know. I didn't get that. I thought at the beginning they were sort of making headway. And then at the end, it was like, nah. I, I, I actually really struggled to kind of understand that exchange. Because I don't speak toxic masculine men. Yeah, but they were drinking. He started drinking his whiskey. Hmm. I thought Which he just did it to be like, fuck you, I'll, fine, I'll try it. Uh, that's not the vibe I got. I feel like Tarkin, Tarka is going to try to manipulate Book's anger. and mm. That was an interesting thing to, to say, wasn't it? Because he's like, yeah, I like your anger. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I that Certainly his exchange with Saru of like, scream at me yeah. was interesting. Sure. I wasn't sure what the purpose of that was. Just like that he he feels to me, I get a real uh, Joe Rogan-y vibe from that. Like this false sense of like, I'm connected to like a primitive spirituality, hmm. you know, that you need to get hip to. You got to learn how to express yourself by screaming at people. Uh, I'm just not into that. But yeah, that does seem to be the vibe. It seems like he's staying on the ship. Is that going to be the deal? Because he's going to have to help figure out the DMA thing. So he's going to yeah. be around. 
Mm. Yeah. A thought I had that we could chat about is, do you think that the, um, you know, so Michael couldn't save Felix, not because she couldn't, she agreed not to, which I think hearkened back to Kobayashi Maru, where she was like, there are no, you know, I don't believe in a no-win scenario, and this was, and she allowed it. Right. So do we think that she's grown past that? Uh, that's an interesting, interesting, interesting question. Um, maybe. I think, I never thought Michael, I never thought there was anything wrong with Michael. I think that was Rillick's crappy interpretation of Michael's behavior to begin with. I do feel like Michael has made sacrifices when sacrifices needed to be made. Mm -hmm. And in this instance, she was like, I'm not going to take this person's right to atone for their sins away from them. Even if like I always feel like in these instances where like so Book is now mad at Michael because she didn't what punch this guy in the face and then make him transport like what's the point of that? Mm. Except that he's like going through a lot of stuff right now or whatever. So mm. I get it. Uh, grown? I think my yes, I'm sure Michael is growing all the time. I don't know. That felt like that felt like the right call for sure. Yeah. In no. my in my opinion. Agreed. I was very happy to see Jet again. Our favorite yes. Jet Reno. Jet was there dropping Jet gems. Mm. And all was great. Jet Jet Jet's jabs. We'll get into that. And Book is obviously still very upset, which I think could lead to some serious problems down the line. Mm, yeah. Those are my only real takeaways from this episode. It doesn't seem like we got a lot of answers answered. We got a lot of questions questioned, and we met new people. And, uh, you know, Saru did a great job running the ship, being the captain. Oh, yeah. Also, the ship is alive. Yeah. Zora has feelings. Is recently got feelings, yes. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yes, interesting. Also, possibly dangerous. Mm-hmm. What if Zora just decides she doesn't want to do something and she's like, okay, we're not doing that. Yeah, a sentient ship that doesn't want to, maybe she doesn't want to die. Yeah, interesting. Lots of things. Okay, yes. Well, let's move on to quotable moments while I continue to think about that for the rest of the day. Quotable moments. Love a good quotable moment. I do. What have you got? I liked Culver saying, "Do you, you know, when he was chatting with Kovic, and he said, do you have a recommendation for that sparkling analysis? Quite amused me. Uh, I also enjoyed that, yes. I also like Kov- Kovic saying, this is a uniquely challenging time, yes, but if you don't find fulfillment in something other than work, you will fail those in the chair in front of you. I have a two o'clock goodbye. Yes, I love that. That was more or less, our time is up. Uh Yeah. We have exactly 10 minutes. I wished he'd actually said our time is up, but it worked too. Yeah. Yeah. All of my other quotes are Jet's jabs. Well, Jet's jab it up. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. Jet's jabs. That's what you get when I do a sound effect. Very interesting when you punch (laughs) at the end. Because it's a jab. 
You get yes. you get me? I you do. feel me? I do, I get it, yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had at the beginning, she said, are you talking to yourself again or are you looking for some sort of response? It was just a little bit, little bit sharp. Um, that is the closest you have come to killing us all and that's really saying something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's not necessarily what she says, it's how she says it. And the other one was, if one is nothing to worry about, on a scale of one to ten, if one is nothing to worry about and ten is insane, then I'd say, meh, it's a six. Six is alarming. I also liked when she said, I can just picture Tilly's face when she finds out that we got sucked into a wormhole three days after she left. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Saru says, I miss her too. Actually, very <laughs> cute. Yeah, those are, I wrote them, I have similar jabs. I, uh, mm-hmm. And then my final quote was just the Zora saying, it uh, can be painful to weigh duty against compassion, which is uh, mm-hmm. insightful for even a, not a computer to say. Computer ship, ship computer, ship com- ship's computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are our quotable moments. I think we should move on to next time. Well, I actually had one more thing. A little, oh, little yeah. surprise for you, you Aki. I do have well, a thing. You kind of spoiled the surprise. Did I? Yeah, you said this to me. Oh, I did, but I it was more of a surprise for our patrons, but I'll still Great. share this It will be with an you. extreme surprise for our patrons. Yes, here we go. So we have, in, uh, last, in last week's Netflix watch party, we asked our patrons if they would like a cameo message from anyone in particular. When last year we had Doug Jones, and he did such a good job, we wanted to hear from him again. So... This is Mr. Doug Jones saying, Happy holidays. Incoming transmission. Well, hello, Set Phasers listeners. Captain Saru here again, Doug Jones, uh, to wish you the happiest of all holidays. Uh, yes. Well, as you can tell, I'm in a Christmassy mood myself today with my, my Santa hat and my snowflake sweater. Oh, I do love Christmas. And this whole time of year is so, so precious and special to remember those that we love and to gather around and uh, take some time off to, to count our blessings. I hope you're doing all of that, all of you. Um, and thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for including me into the Star Trek family that was established long before I got here. Um, now, I, and mind you, I, I was born in 1960, so, uh, so I was around as a, as a, a fan of the show as a kid. Uh, when it started, and then the franchise took off from there, of course, over the decades, 55 years later now. And um, so it would not have been alive all these 55 years had it not been for people just like you who have kept it so. And the show that I'm on, Star Trek Discovery, would also not be a thing if it weren't for you keeping it alive and keeping it well. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. And thank you for taking in Saru as you have. I know I've probably said this before a gazillion times, but um, when establishing a a, a new species, a a new character of any sort, but a new species especially, for such a beloved franchise that has such fan ownership and this has, and is such a family as as this fandom is more of a family than anything I've ever been a part of. And I've been around science fiction, comic books, horror and fantasy all my 35 year career, but never have I seen such a tight knit family type feeling uh, as a as as with the the track family so uh so when developing a new character for that it's it's like i hope they love me i hope they take me in i hope i hope because you feel like the long lost cousin that's been living out in the country and you're coming to visit for the first time for the holidays and 
And will they take me in? Will they include me? Will they, I don't know how it's gonna go. So you have been so incredibly gracious taking Saru in, taking me in, and uh, and including us in the family now. And I appreciate that more than you could possibly know, uh, more than you could know. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope and pray that all of you are able to celebrate your holiday of choice this year. Um, uh, and and that, that uh, your 2022 will be a new year full of hope, dreams come true, opportunities, and, uh, and uh, goals fulfilled, all that. Let's hope, let's pray for that. And also, I hope and pray for success to keep finding each one of you on all levels. And that would be personal, professional, relational, if you're in school, whatever it is. If you're doing an artistic project of your own, I just hope and pray it all comes, all comes through and uh, success on all levels, yes. And as always, more important than anything, I pray and hope for love to keep finding each one of you in all of its forms. You're getting some massive love from me today. And also thank you, Steve, you can thank Steve Manns, Stevie Manns for this, uh, this lovely, lovely uh, cameo request. That's the sponsor of today's video. Uh, so anyway, uh, set phasers to love. Live long and prosper, and as always, love long and prosper. Now more than ever, right? We need that. We need that now more than ever. Hug each other, whether it's cyberly or in person, for me, will you? And uh, and set phasers. Love you madly. Keep 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 setting those phasers to to stunning, okay? Because you all are <laughs> love. Merry Christmas. End transmission. Oh, how cute was that? Very cute. Full He's so cute. good at those. I love that. I love that. All right, well let's uh let's move on to next time. Next time on Set Phasers. Oh, next time on Set Phasers, it'll be episode 6. Doesn't have a title yet. I don't know what it's going to be. So who can say? But we will be discussing episode 6 of season 4 of Star Trek Discovery. If you like the program that you heard today, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we put out new episodes every Monday. You can get them wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to get early access, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash set phasers. Yes, indeed. We also have social media. Our Instagram is at set phasers podcast. And our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash set phasers. Boom. Uh, where you can check out some content that mostly is Stevie having to put content together. I try. I try. Meme game. Hashtag meme game strong. Hashtag meme game strong. Just to reiterate, we do have a Patreon. You can support us uh, by going to setphasers.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash setphasers. We have so many podcast uh, websites now. Uh, <laughs> we have we have our Patreon, which is Patreon.com slash setphasers. And you can sign mm -hmm. up there to watch the shows live. Like if you want to see now, right now, what I'm doing with my head, you can only do that if you're on Patreon. Uh and, and of course, join our. We, we get to join our watch parties. You get patron shoutouts. You get net. Uh, did I say Netflix watch parties? Not Netflix anymore, but yes. Uh, yes, you watch get parties. early access to the audio episodes and the live stream videos. Uh, yes, and then we also have our website, setfacespodcast.com, where you can check out all of our back episodes and also buy a mug with our with our mugs on it. Our mugs, yes. Is that everything? That's everything. We covered all all of our ground. Okay, well, until so. next. Until next time, I am Stevie Bands. And I am, uh, I don't know. 
late for my two o'clock goodbye. This has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Mm-hmm.